Okay, Rabbi Yisai, we begin Be'ezer HaShem Yisborach, the fourth parak here, in Cheves HaVavis, Shar HaBitochon. And the parak Ravi is now going to delineate seven areas of where a person has to have Bitochon and should not have Bitochon. Where it's appropriate to have Bitochon and it is praiseworthy, and where one should not have Bitochon in certain areas and where it's actually frowned upon. In the Yechavah at the end of the Psicha of Shara Bitochen, he mentioned, he says, I'm now going to set out to discuss seven different areas, seven facets of Bitochen. What is Bitochen, and in, in what areas a person has to have Bitochen. And Perik Ravi is dedicated for that. And in the end of the Psicha, he says that I'm going to discuss... Areas where one should have bitochen, v'chiyuv shabchay, and those areas is praiseworthy to have bitochen, v'ganusay behem, and then the other areas that actually it's shameful, it's a disgrace to have bitochen in certain areas. Sounds like a chiddush to us. How could it be bad to have bitochen on everything and anything? So the chavavos will tell us that. So let's begin here. That the things that the person who is a believer, we're talking about it as we always say, the Chavos talks to people who are at least on somewhat of a level of Bitochen, on the ladder of Bitochen, getting greater in their in our Amunah and Bitochen. So the Dvorim Shechayev HaMamin Levtoyach Behem Al the things that one who believes in Hashem, should have been talking in Hashem. There are two types. There are two types of bitachin you have to have, and this is the way he splits it up. And there's, there's two areas, but more than that, he's, the way he describes it is two types. In other words, the bitachin that we're going to have to have and work on for things that pertain to the here and now, to this world, all matters that deal with in this world, and even in that, we'll see he'll split that up. Things that deal in this world to our health and well-being physically, to our financial well-being, to taking care of our family, and then areas of this world of ruchnius, doing the right things in order to earn Olam That's all things that we have to do in this world. They're this worldly matters, but some pertain to the mundane and the physical, and some, t- some pertain to the more spiritual side of this world. But in that framework of Elam he's going to discuss how and when and when it's appropriate to have bitachin. Then there's going to be a whole section of Elam And even in Elam it's divided into two categories. So we have bitachin and Hashem is Kailam Minim. Two different types. This is the, the style of the Chavis of Ovis, as we've seen already. He likes to break things up into different parts, different sections, and then he puts it all together one by one. Things, the Betachin that we'll have for things in this world also will divide into two parts. Having Betachin in Hashem, for this worldly matters, for things that pertain to this world. 
as we said, like the person's well-being, the, the pleasures that I'll have in this world, nothing to do with Eilam just sort of survival in this world. And the, to live with the most tranquility and the most comfort that a person can live just in this world, even regardless of if there was an next world. That's things in Eilam for the purpose of this world. And then Asheni, then there's a second section. In Things that will have that be talking on and know how to address our be talking, our security, our confidence in Akadosh Baruch Hu, of things that we'll have to deal with within this world, but yet the result and the purpose, the goal, will be for things that pertain to Elamabo. Getting now back to this first section of for that itself is also that too can be divided up into three different sections. One of them is What type of bitochen should a person have for his Tayalas Gufoy? For things that pertain to his own well-being, for his food sustenance, we'll see that the, this parnosa will go into this category. His health and well-being goes into this category. The whole category of what type of bitachin, where is it appropriate? How should that person have bitachin on those areas in life, just to, to have so we'll call a good life in this world, for having sustenance, having providing for, for Parnos of himself and as well for his health and well-being. That's Tayales Guvay Bovat. The Hashaini, a second section, will take care of Tayales Tarfay. The Tayales that he has to have and the interest that he has to have in earning a livelihood. The Sibas And in the ways, the means that he gets his wealth, umini kinyanov, and various type of possessions. That's the second section. Par- the besides the parnasa for himself, but this will spill over in terms of parnasa for others. This will spill into, over in terms of becoming sort of wealthier than he needs for his own self. Right? There's the basics, the the the, the base parnasa that a person had just for the basic necessities for himself, and we'll see then beyond that is for providing for his family. But then there are people who are a lot wealthier than that. And what type of bitachin does a person have for having wealth beyond the means that he needs to live? What kind of bitachin? Should a person have bitachin for that? Should he hope for that? Should he leave that up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? How do we deal with that? That's already a second section of the Sibas Hoinoi Umine Kinyonov. Accumulation of wealth and possessions. Ve'ashlishi and then there will be a third section, all within the rubric of Bitochin and Eilam for the sake of Eilam is Tehelaz B'nei Beisai, V'ishtai, his own Mishpacha, and his wife, his children, his wife, Ukraivov, his relatives, V'oyavov, his friends, V'oyavov, and his enemies. That too, a person has to have the right Bitochin to have a deal with his enemies. We deal with people all the time. And we deal with acquaintances, we deal with friends, we deal with relatives. And we have to know 
what type of bitochen should we have and is appropriate in dealing with them. And as well with our enemies. Because we know a person's enemy can give him a lot of grief. But if he has the, the, the healthy bitochen, if he has the right perspective, he'll know how to deal with his enemies properly. Just to give a, a short example about that. There was a it was known in a small little shtetl. It was known that Yankel used to have this person in shul who used to mamish nag him and shepherd him and annoy him all the time. No, one day this guy, Beryl, who the annoyer, he fell ill. He got sick. So Yankel comes to shul the next morning. He's mamish saying to Hillim, davening for Beryl. So his, his friend sees him. He says, Yankel, finally, you know, you can get rid of this guy. What are you davening that he should get there for Shalema? I don't understand. So Yankel says, listen, you know, this is my nemesis. This is my enemy. And he annoys me to no end, right? But at least I'm used to him. At least I, I know I had to deal with him. If he goes, oh, who knows who the Abish is going to send me in his place. I'll have to get used to a whole new enemy. So that's, that's at least a healthy dose of talking. That is true. The person is an ag, the per- and you deal with him. But at least seeing it from the perspective of Bitochim, then everybody has people who chapter. You have the Gemara, Rameir, and the, the others in the Gemara, the people who used to chapter them, Rabbi Shobalevi, but at least they were used to them. So that itself is, is the Bitochim in how to deal with enemies. And then, those who are sort of on a, a higher level, that you have to come on to them to ask them for things. What's the proper perspective when you have to ask somebody else for a favor? Or what's the healthy perspective be talking when someone needs to rely on us? Someone who is lower than us and needs to ask us for a favor. What's the appropriate perspective of be talking then? So all of these things, he's just setting it up here to be talking to tell us how it should be done. But this is all within the framework of for the purpose of just to survive well in this world. Then, things that pertain in this world, but the, the purpose of them are more for the next world. They're for our preparation in the coming world. And that too is That too can be divided into two sections. One of them is The the obligations that we have in terms of our mind and our heart, mitzvahs that pertains that pertain just to Kavon and Machshava. And then the Evarim, the, the mitzvahs Maisiyos, all in the mitzvahs that we do all the time with our goof, with a maisa, like talis and tefillin and Shabbos and all the mitzvahs like that, but they, they just have to do with the person them, himself. That only pertain to him himself. And none of his deeds, none of his actions go they don't really affect, certainly not in a physical sense, obviously in a metaphysical, in a spiritual sense, every mitzvah that every year does, he adds shefa to the world. Every avera that a person does, like the medrash's marshal, we're all on one boat, person makes a hole in his side of the boat, he can't say, hey, listen, I'm only making it in my cabin, what does that have to do with you? Of course it has to do, because really we're on one goof, like the Temer says. 
but in terms of a anything that's that's visible in a physical sense has nothing to do with him. I don't interact with somebody else when I deal with putting on my own tefillin, putting on my own talis, keeping my own Shabbos. That doesn't affect anybody, not for good or for bad. And then then there's a second section of things that will happen in this world, but its benefit and result is for the next world. is The obligation that we have to do physically with mitzvahs. This we can only do, there are a whole category of mitzvahs that we can only do with somebody else. And it takes at least two people to be involved in the performance of these mitzvahs. Either bipoyal or vehefel. Even, either in an, in an active way, the, the ruven is the one giving, or in an inactive way, in a passive way. The behefel, which means Shimon is receiving. You always have to have a giver and a receiver. There are givers and takers also. But we're talking about givers and receivers. The, the oni who comes for a handout, he doesn't have to look at himself as a taker. He can look at himself as a receiver of the, the goodness of this Ashir, who has afforded the opportunity to do this mitzvah with this Ani. Like he says, Kitzdokah, that's his first example. Tzedakah has to be with two people. So Talas and Tefillin and Davening and Shabbos, that could be just for the person himself. But when it comes to Tzedakah, when it comes to Gemilas Chasodim, kindness, you have to have somebody else involved. Now he says, Echidish velimur ha Limon Can a person just learn by himself? Why is Limon in this category? We would have put it in the Chayvas Halavavais Vayvarim that have to do with the person himself. But Limon HaChochma. Ulitzavais Batoiv Ulahazimirara. Litzavais Batoiv here to encourage someone to do good. That takes another person, be Mechazik another Yid. And as well, Ulahazimirara. Or to be Mechiachim. Sometimes you have to rebuke to warn him to stop doing what's bad. So just to end with the uh, beautiful shuvah that Rebbe has to understand why Liman HaChochma is in the category we'll have to do with other people. There's a famous shuvah Rebbe that was written to him by his uncle, Ravulf Eger. That was his mother's brother. His mother's brother, who he was, he was very close with, he learned by him in yeshiva, and then Ravulf Eger made Rabbi Kivager a Rosh Hashiva in his yeshiva. He was only 13 years old, Rabbi Kivager. And then at 16, Rabbi Kivager got married. But he was already back in his hometown when he got married, and his uncle, Ravulf Eger, couldn't make the Rechassana. So he sent him a letter, and he told him, the know, on the night of your Rechassana, we celebrated over here. That's what's called the Suddhas Rabbi Kivager, which is really the Suddha that his uncle made in honor of Rabbi Kivager's Rechassana. So Ravulf Eger writes him a, a tshuva and says that I'll tell you the, the Torah that we discussed at that suda. So the whole issue was it's ksiva kadibur dummy. Is writing considered like saying? So for example, if someone writes today this and this day of the Yomer and he writes it down, is that like he said it and he can't say that night anymore of the Yomer? But Beinat Vorim that's mentioned over there is a tshuva from the Shev Yaakov. And he says in Gavaldig a thing, the Shev Yaakov writes like this, that we paskin that you only make a birchas ha when you say divrei Torah, not when you think divrei Torah. Here, we paskin, you don't make a birchas ha 
when you are Maharabitavitair, when you're thinking words of Taira, you're thinking about Taira, you don't make a bigger satira. Why? Says the Shavyakov, because the mitzvah saseh of Talmud Taira is learned from Vishinamdim Lubanecha. Vilimadatam is Banechem. You see that the mitzvah of Talmud Taira, like all the Rishanim, the Rambam, the Chinuch, they all say what's the mitzvah of Talmud Taira? Lilmoid Ulamid. The the Tsura of Limanatairah. The way that Limanatera is supposed to be performed or fulfilled, if you want to use that word, word is between people. And therefore, to say Divrei you could say it to somebody else. You could teach somebody else. You could learn with somebody else. There you make a Berezatera on that. But if you're just thinking Divrei you can't give it up to somebody else. Thinking Divrei is only for yourself. It doesn't connect another person. Therefore, you don't say say Memele, he wants to paskin. That's why when you write ksiva, that's a shaila ready. The mechava paskin staga, then you make a brachasatera and ksiva. Why? Because when you write the reitera down, you can now share with somebody else and you can have two people learning from it. That's a little medula lamed. So that's why it's understood the chavas indeed puts velimana chokma in this section, in this category of mitzvahs that pertain not only to the person, but even with somebody else. And it's the Efshel only with somebody else involved in that. That's the section here of the mitzvahs that are within Olam broken into two sections, three that deal with the Teeles, the goal for this world, two that deal with the Teeles of Olam that's five out of the seven, and then Mitzvah will see the other two, which are for Olam and then I'll go into it. Mitzvah will continue tomorrow night. Agutenacht.